baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Welcome back. This is Drive Time with DeRussia. I'm Dave Schrader sitting in for Jason. Joining me now, Alec Lewis, Vikings beat writer for The Athletic. Alec, welcome to the show. Of course. Thank you guys for having me. Another week uh, off of the bye week, and uh, the Vikings are ready to ready to rock this weekend in Las Vegas. Should be, uh, should be a fun one. Man, I hope so. I, you know, I will tell you, I am originally from Illinois, so I grew up a Bears fan. I moved here 35 years ago. I've switched uh, sides. I'm a Vikings fan, but I've, I've told my friends and family, being a Vikings fan to me is sometimes like taking your sister to prom. You get to go, but you know you're never going to score in the big game. So it's kind of, it's killing me that we keep getting such amazing players that can do remarkable things and then nothing comes of it. And here we are looking down the barrel of something pretty impressive. Jefferson hopefully returning and back to full steam. Dobbs, who I think did not have a fair shake the last two games, but this one should give us a little bit more insight. What are your thoughts this week? Yeah, Justin Jefferson will be back. And um, probably any analysis on this game and this team right now has to start there, just considering the gravity that this guy has. Um, both in the passing game and for what he does uh, in the run game. I mean, defenses have to literally transform what they've done most of the year and adapt uh, differently against the Vikings because of Justin Jefferson uh, than they do any other team. So I expect him to, to have a really big role. He's not a guy who is probably going to be ushered back in slowly. They may limit him a little bit just so. Uh, just to keep him uh, on the right track. But he's 100%. He's, he's ready to go, go, and that should help an offense that has been sputtering these last couple weeks. You mentioned Josh Dobbs, and um, these last couple weeks have been really kind of the polar opposite of the first two weeks that he had in his time here. Getting him back on the right track is the key and, and has been the objective inside the building. It's going to take a lot of different things, but it's going to start with um, him maintaining possession of the football. If this Vikings team does not turn the football over, they're probably going to be pretty successful beginning Sunday and and, uh, in the weeks to come. Well, the nice thing is by having Jefferson back, obviously we've offered uh, you know a very deep threat, somebody that's going to be watched, which I think is going to free Dobbs up to be more Dobbs. Uh, the guy is a really great threat on our team. He's a great quarterback. I think he's got a lot of potential. And when you consider he came in those first two weeks, other teams didn't have a chance to adapt and ready themselves for what we were about to unleash. The last two weeks, they got better. They were they were readied. Some of the turnovers, obviously attributable to him, and there were a few that probably should have happened. But the fact is, there were a lot of deflections, things that are out of his control, and people are calling for his head after those two games. Listen, we've got a lot of problems uh, with our quarterbacks. They are putting up stellar numbers, doing remarkable things, but not winning games, not getting us where we need to be when it comes right down to it. With this, what are your thoughts? I mean, with this uh, return of of Jefferson and Dobbs as a running and a passing threat, how, how prepared should Vegas be for this team? Yeah, you know, it's so interesting because the comment you just made, I mean, it, it makes me think of a lot of things, and it and it it's something I thought a lot uh, thought a lot about beginning after that Monday night 
loss against Chicago. And yeah. really, it, to me, it's like answering this question. How much of, of Dobbs' turnovers and his struggles is a byproduct or is a result of, of his own play? And how much of it is a result of maybe a lack of adaptability from the coaching staff slash just a lack of execution from the 10 players around him? And this is what makes football so fascinating is you can you cannot – uh, whittle down. You cannot really just assign strict responsibility to one guy or two right. guys because it does take not only the eleven players on the field to all all accomplish their tasks, but also the coaching staff to put them in positions. And so, for me, these last this last week, the bye week, uh, it, it allows a lot of things. It allows reflection from the coaching staff to make sure that they're doing everything they can to surround Josh Dobbs with the type of system and the type of plays. Uh, that suit his skill set, which is, as you mentioned, the athleticism, the mobility. I think in the last week and a half, it also has given them time to realize a couple of other things, like which players uh, besides Dobbs on offense have struggled, which elements of the rhythm and the timing of the offense has Josh Dobbs struggled to adapt to himself. And so you asked the question, I believe, at the beginning of of how prepared will the Raiders be. I mean, they they will try, and uh, they do have some defensive talent, Max. Crosby, one of their edge rushers, one of the best defensive players in the NFL. Um, their their defensive coordinator, Patrick Graham, has had varying degrees of success in the NFL. Uh, so that they, they 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 it's not like it's going to be a team that you could just run over. But they are weak in the secondary, and they are going to be facing an offense that has had time to adapt. So Minnesota is in a pretty solid position. Again, if they can hold on to the football. Things should probably uh, look pretty solid on Sunday. We football fans are a fickle lot, aren't we? I mean, that first week Dobbs comes in, what was he here, less than 24, 48 hours, didn't even know the playbook, and was on his, what, second or third team this season already, came out, led us to two victories, the world was ready to bow to the feet of the cosmonaut that's now part of our uh, our, our lineup, and then you have a couple of weeks where you still don't have your, your best wide receiver. Uh, you know, there's a few mishaps because now you're trying to learn the new, and he's probably more in his head than he was those first two games where maybe he was playing more animalistic, if you will, right? He was, I don't have this. I'm going to go with what I can do. And and now they're regimenting him into a new line, and he's got to learn that and, and find that free-flow mix of what they want and what he can represent playing a game like this. Yeah, and you said at the top of that, fans are are, are I mean, that's part of what makes this league so fun is yeah. that every single every single week, it, it feels like the reaction from probably the from fans, from media, from everybody is either like you, this team's as as fluid and, and dominating, or this team's lost it and there's no way they're going to find it again. I mean, that's kind of how the narrative seems to move on a week to week basis in this league, and it's what makes it fun. And I, I mean, part of the fan reaction is why. Uh, well, I think I and, and a lot of people really enjoy it, so I'll never say to, to anybody to react a certain way. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think there, there are just so many layers to um, adapting to a new quarterback when you, you planned all offseason to have Justin Jefferson and Kirk Cousins and you structured everything around that. And when you have a, a new guy, uh, I mean, you, you it, it takes a lot of getting used to, a lot of, um, I don't know, just it takes time, it takes consistency, it takes, uh, just a deeper communication, understanding of what each party expects and wants. And, and none of this is to say that Josh Dobbs is perfect. I mean, if he were a perfect quarterback, he would have been drafted higher most likely, and he would have been implemented by multiple teams before this. So it's not like the Vikings are working with um, a surefire uh, option, but but he does have a skill set that they believe they can surround 
uh, him and, and adapt to. And so how they're able to do that or how they're not able to do that is, is something that will be uh, very fascinating to follow. Now, obviously, we've got a lot of other players that are power players on this team that have been stepping up in the absence of Cousins and Jefferson. What are we looking at injuries-wise? Is there any surprises on the schedule uh, for this game? Do we have anybody returning to that you think are going to start to help bolster our, our offense and defense? Yeah, so Caleb Evans, um, it, it was a starting quarterback cornerback uh, for the team throughout the first, I would say, man, 10 weeks of the season. He had a little calf injury, believe in the game against New Orleans at U.S. Bank Stadium that has sidelined him, sidelined him both against Denver and against Chicago on Monday night. He will be back Sunday, so that should help the secondary against a pretty stout Raiders wide receiving core. Uh, other than that, from an injury perspective, I mean, the, you're, you're still without, you're still without Jordan Hicks and Marcus Davenport and some of these uh, bigger names, but the defense has been pretty solid uh, really most of the year uh, and, and especially lately. And so I just think all around as you assess this game um, and you assess this Raiders team, which has had a little bit of a spark after firing their head coach, Josh McDaniels, as you assess this thing just holistically, it's hard not to think the Vikings have a pretty solid advantage in a lot of different facets. And again, as long as they do not uh, hurt themselves, it, it, it's pretty easy to see the avenue at which they win this football game. Now the NFL is crazy, and the Vikings have had uh, a tendency to hurt themselves, so mm. uh, you never know. Oh, it sounds like you've watched this team. Uh, they they have hurt themselves. They make some uh, uh, sometimes what seems like really bad crunch decisions, uh, but yet we've got an impressive, exciting team, but is it enough to get us into the playoffs? Do you think that's going to happen for us this year? It's the ultimate question. If I had the crystal ball, I'd probably be paid a lot more. Um, I will tell you that the Green Bay Packers have won three in a row, and they uh, seem to be an ascending team right now, which um, is it has got to be frustrating for Vikings. You right. finally are rid of Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, and now Jordan Love, their quarterback, has kind of uh, found a level of consistency that I did definitely did not see coming. Uh, but their def- defense, especially the front, is pretty talented, and they're – their final five games, their schedule, that I'm talking about Green Bay, is pretty easy comparatively. So it's going to be tough uh, going mano a mano against the Packers down the stretch. And then the Los Angeles Rams is another team that is fighting for an NFC wildcard spot that has been pretty hot lately. Um, they've done some really interesting things offensively and they have, have a lot of young talent that is um, kind of uh, acclimated to this level. So it's not an easy test for the Vikings. It's, it's not going to be easy for the Vikings to, to sneak their way in here. Winning one of the last two games at minimum, probably both games they should have won would have really helped. But this is where they are. They're six and six, and and, and this game is going to dictate. I mean, I believe I saw uh, some metric yesterday where it's like if you win this game, you got a 54 chance of reaching the playoffs. If you lose it, it drops down to like 28. percent So this game. Um, as every game is, is at this point of the season, it's going to be really important if the Vikings want to compete uh, when the games matter more than they do now. Minnesota loves being an underdog, man. We love having that pressure on us. Hopefully that's going to push us. And again, like you said, we've got important games coming up with Green Bay and two against Detroit. Those are going to be telling. Uh, it's it's. My fingers are crossed. That's all I'm going to say. I wanted to ask you, too, real quickly. You know, you said who saw love coming. I did. He's on my fantasy team. He's been a starter since the beginning. Uh, here's 
something I'm interested in. The watching the last two years, especially as a fantasy football aficionado, we've done all of these things to make things safer for our players, and we seem to be suffering more and more injuries to our lead players. What do you think is the correlation going on here? Are you speaking Viking specific or just league wide? Across the league, it's been crazy to me. I mean, there's been times half my bench is out, <laughs> and I'm like, Mike, these are all the top players. How are we? We're protecting our quarterbacks. We're protecting our our, our wide receivers and running backs and some of our key players in the steel, and they're still getting just destroyed. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Yeah, I mean, my, my, my anecdotal answer, which is just not that scientific, and I apologize for it, but, it, I mean, <laughs> it's just a really violent game. Like, I mean, it, 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 and now, I mean, we can talk about injury rates, and I'm talking, that's more of the science and the statistics right. that, I, I honestly, as you asked the question, that's something I should definitely dive into further. But, um, I mean, I don't know. It feels as if these athletes are as explosive and athletic and, and big and strong as they've ever been and fast as, as they've ever been before. And when you have – those types of athletes clashing against one another, um, and it's probably not going to lead to the safest yeah. environment. I mean, there are a lot of injuries. I mean, you talk just locally, like Kirk Cousins' Achilles injury, Aaron Rodgers' Achilles. Some of those, the Achilles frequency is something that is another just statistical data, um, probably inquiry that I would I, I have and I'm interested. But um, I bet the I, I mean, NFL's I, I looking know. at it, too, because they, they're losing money when they don't have their premier guys out there. Uh, Alec, i got to let you go. Alec Lewis, Vikings beat writer for The Athletic. Thanks a lot for joining us. Stay tuned. We've got more Drive Time with the Russia right here on News Talk 830-WCCO. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.